everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, back from uh, his little uh, outing with the wife, I guess, last week. Um, again, happy birthday to her, is Ray Rumsey. Welcome back, Ray. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's, it's good to be here. I hope you guys like the show tonight. We do too. Um, our our resident imperial propagandist Joe is not able to be here today. Unfortunately, he is feeling under the weather, uh, so we wish him a speedy recovery and hope that he is back with us next week, spreading all those wonderful, juicy imperial lies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so today we're going to be talking about controversies um ooh, i know just and no not those controversies we're gonna stay away from the movies and oh how some people you know hate the new the new the new movies some people hate the new prequels we're gonna stay away from those and we're going to go specifically in universe controversies things that events and things that happen or concepts um within the star wars universe that have been kind of controversial so and i want to start off with one of the most controversial concepts that has come out um now bear in mind this has been already deemed by the powers that be as not being canon but that still hasn't stopped people from speculating and Kind of formulating their own ideas that of course is the idea of the gray jedi um a jedi who depending on what your definition of a gray jedi is uh skirts the line between the dark side and the light side or um is willing to use some dark side techniques or what might be considered dark side techniques but for a good uh, a good reason um so first of all, Ray, I mean, what are what are like your thoughts on that whole on the whole gray Jedi? I think the concept of a, a gray Jedi is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. but, but for me, I don't know. Like the the term Jedi itself, kind of would when I hear that word, it invokes the thought of the, the Jedi, you know, light side. Yeah. In the temple, things like that. Um, so, so that part kind of throws me a little bit. Yeah, I think I think people use that term just because one, it's a term people recognize. Right. It's a it's a term that people understand that people recognize. So to say, and it sounds cooler than saying force user. <laughs> right. You know, just to, yeah. to, to to put the tag Jedi on there just sounds cooler. It just sounds. Ooh, you're a gray Jedi. It's the same thing. And I know, you know, the argument is kind of what you said. You're either Jedi or a Sith or a Force user. Well, if that's the case, then there would be no such thing as Dark Jedi. But we know in canon that that term is used quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Is the term Dark Jedi. Well, wouldn't that just be a Sith? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I know that there are certain things that go along with being a Sith, you know, certain 
rules you have to follow, a certain path you have to do, everything like that. But still, I mean, basically a Dark Jedi or the Sith. Um, but my... And we're going to get into this a lot, I think, with a lot with some of these controversies. Is one of the big complaints and things that people that are against or don't like the concept of of, of the um, the Great Jedi is is they'll say like something to the effect of, "Oh, it's only edge. Oh, you do that, you just want to be an edge lord." You want to be edgy. You want to be cool. So you come up with the concept. It's a fa it's fan made up. I uh, be bull. Pardon, pardon me, me, but bull crap. Just trying to be cool. You know that's what they say to people that are against it. And they're like, and then when and they'll they'll argue like, oh, anytime anyone tries to say anything, all you do is whine and moan and complain. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm like I, you know, and to me the whole thing is. If you don't like, if you don't, you know, if you don't think it's, you know, something that should be, that's fine. But I've never heard anyone who is pro Great Jedi, at least not from what I've seen, complaining or moaning or anything when someone says they don't like it. Usually it's just the opposite. Usually it's those that don't like it are the ones that are whining and complaining and you know, making a big fuss about the fact that it's not canon, it's not canon, it's not canon. I, okay, that's fine. There's a lot of things that aren't canon that fans still like. Yeah. You know, it's, for me, it's, you know, let people enjoy things. Like what you like. Absolutely. I mean. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, just because you don't like it doesn't mean you got to. Trump all over. Yeah, else, it's but. it's the same thing with, and I know we weren't going to get the movies, but it's the same thing with the movies. You don't like a movie, that's fine. Don't ruin it for everyone else. You right. know, because you know, there are people that do like that. Yeah, and you can give your opinion. You can say, "Hey, I don't like, I don't like this," but you know, the name calling and the the person, the attacks and stuff like that—that's just stupid. That's just, right. you know. Um, and I mean, let, let's let's face it. You kind of look at it, and the fandom has really, like the, the EU, for example, like mm -hmm. they've come out with some really, really, really good stuff that just enhanced the story so much mm -hmm. that, you know, why would you... These people genuinely liked what they saw that was presented to them so much that they wanted to expand on it and make it better. Like, why yeah. would you, why would you take it upon yourself to trash talk them or call them? Oh, well that's, you know, foolish. That's stupid. Don't, why would you, you know, that's kind of yeah. crazy. Like tearing, yeah. tearing people down is just, it's not needed in, in our fan base, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I mean, and there's enough room for different headcanons, different thing. And that's not to say that, like, like I said, you know, it's already been established that Grey Jedi are not canon. At least the term is not not been canon. But again, that doesn't mean that you can't. People can't speculate. People can't come up with their own headcanon. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, you know everything, you know, stuff like that. But and I, and I don't want to go into like a whole big detail about what the Great Jedi are. This is more just an overview. You know, later on we might go into more detail about like the concept of the Great Jedi, but um yeah, you know, I just wanted to kind of that's kind of like the big one that I seen um as far as you know big controversies out there uh so mm-hmm. which you know not directing it towards any particular movie I mean without going into too much detail mm-hmm. I mean we see characters throughout the the various uh movies from the prequels all the way to the sequels we we see them certain characters here and there that that use dark side techniques and they use light side techniques mm-hmm. it's just you know they use both and and by the definition that would be a, a great jedi. jedi well i look at the one that comes to mind and it's not that you see him using dark side techniques but it's the way he interpreted the force is quite on you know right. he, he's the one that always comes to mind when people mention talk about great jedi he's one of the ones that comes to mind and he's he's the one like there seems to be two flavors of great jedi um among the fandom there's the qui-gon flavor which is they don't necessarily use dark side techniques but right. they're they don't necessarily follow the dogma to the letter they're more they're more nuanced. They're more willing to listen to the force as a whole. You know, he keeps talking about the living force, the living force. Um, and he's not stuck on this path of this is the way a Jedi should be. This is, you know, what you have to do. You have to do this. He was more mindful. He always said, be mindful of your surroundings, be mindful of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And he was one that was always in conflict with the, with the council. So you have that type of, of that kind of flavor of Grey Jedi. Then you have the what I call the Luke Skywalker flavor of someone who was, you know, still considered a Jedi, but yeah, he was willing to throw out a force choke every now and then. You know, he <laughs> yeah, was willing to, yeah. you know, bend the rule, you know, use some techniques that, you know, I'm sure Master Yoda ne- wouldn't necessarily have thought of as being kosher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know you have those two type of flavors. So and yeah, you know you're gonna have those people that are gonna say, "Well, Luke wasn't an actual Jedi because blah, blah. he didn't go through the full training and yada yada yada." He was a Jedi. But if you if you need a more definitive version, uh, Mace Windu. Oh yeah. Raised in the temple, trained as a Jedi, sat on the council, and used a technique that was considered to be not so savory when he chopped off someone's head. So mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and we're we're, we're gonna um, eventually go into different fighting styles, and uh, that's called a little bit of a um, teaser for later on. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I wanted to, they're going to do a different show later on, kind of going into talking about the different fighting styles. But yeah, Windu used a fighting style that definitely harnessed on dark side energy. 
So, right. but I don't know if you'd call him a gray Jedi because he was still very much in the light. He just, he just harnessed the darkness around him and used himself almost as like a electrical, electrical conduit for right. it to yeah. go through him and out, out of him. So he never actually, he skirted close to it, but he never actually kind of went um, full on or really... You know, other than his fighting style, he never really used dark side techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that I've I, I've seen or known of. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He it was more about which I mean that was kind of Mace Windu's thing was that he was like the best lightsaber user, mm-hmm. not necessarily the strongest in the Force like Master Yoda. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so. I, I'm just, you know, throwing that out there because there's, again, you know, since we're on the topic of controversy kind of things, is that, you know, people say that Luke wasn't an actual Jedi because he, he, he wasn't an official part of the temple. The Jedi Order had been squashed. All well, that was Yoda. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, though, as... And this is one where... I think finding out more about like, especially when we, uh, that's one thing I'm kind of interested to see with the, um, the, pro- the whole, this whole project luminous, this whole high Republic thing to see that, you know, were there other, like, was that the, and we know from, I mean, we do know from, um, scenes in rebels and even the clone wars that there were other temples around, there were other Jedi mm-hmm. temple around. And I think that for people to say that Luke, you know, couldn't have been a Jedi, well, when you have the Grand Master of the Order saying, you're a Jedi, (laughs) to me, that's pretty much, you know, that's all, that's all the uh, um, clarification, you know, that that is needed. When he says, you know, when, when, when I die, the last of the Jedi will you be? Yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I totally I agree with that. It is Now you can make an argument people. Now you can make an argument for when he started training, you know, did he have the right to call himself, you know, a master with the ability to train? Um you know, had he well, had I mean, he go- when you're the last Yeah, that's true. When you're the last one <laughs> Um, which is another thing, you know, is that whole thing of the last of the Jedi. Then you find out, well, let's see, there's Ezra's out there somewhere. Um, Kanan's already died, but you know, um, we know, um, Ahsoka is out there. You know, we got this guy, this guy. So yeah, the last of the Jedi, not quite. Yeah, that's very true. He, he, He's the, he was the last known at the time. Yeah, he was the last one that was out in the open saying, I'm a Jedi. Or you could almost make say he was the first of the new Jedi. Yeah. He was the first one post-Empire to be able to, you know, to fully come out and say, I'm a Jedi. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, for sure. And not just like, you know, oh, I used to be a Jedi or I was part of the Jedi Order and everything like that. He's the one that said, I'm a Jedi, I'm reestablishing the order. So Yeah. 
Which, I mean, if you think about it, they all kind of followed that that same kind of theme because Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi anymore either mm-hmm. after being expelled. Yeah. And then, and then Ezra was trained by Kanan, so it was kind of the whole Yoda-Luke situation. Yeah, because, well, I mean, it's, since we're getting that, you know, that was a whole other mess because Kanan never got past Padawan. Right. You know, Kanan yeah. never, you know, when when Order 66 went down, Kanan was a Padawan. And a young Padawan at that. Like, he would have been, like, probably, I think, 12 or 13, maybe. Maybe even younger. Because um, he was younger than Ahsoka. By a few years, so... But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Excuse me. Um, go out in the out in the weeds here, so to speak. You know, it's talking about right. who's a Jedi, who's not. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the other big ones is uh, that we that I wanted to talk about a little bit about, and this is not so much a controversy of people thinking one thing or the other. It's more of a controversy of what. Lucas did with with it, and that is Han shooting first. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's that's a hot topic, right? Oh now. yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, of course, in the original in the original movie, Han shot first. Right. There, there's no way you watch it. You keep watching, watch it again, watch it again. Han shoots first. Um, Absolutely. And it made sense for his character. You know, he's not going to give Greedo even a chance. Like, he knows what's up. He knows what's going to happen. He's not going to give Greedo a chance. Um, mm-hmm. But then it was, all, I think it was almost like Lucas saw how popular of a character Han became and how beloved he came. And he's like, well, I can't have the bad, the, the good guy. You know, a person who becomes a good guy shooting first. Mm-hmm. And so he changed it to make Han more... I don't know what the term I'm looking for. More noble. Like, yeah. he only I shot him that. in self-defense. You know, that was kind of the... I think that was kind of the thinking behind him. You know, is that he wanted to make him more noble. And I think, yeah. me personally, that... Make be- a clear cut. Yeah, that that de- that kind of degrades that character because at that point there was nothing noble about Han. Han was a smuggler. Han was in it for one thing, one thing only, money. Now he becomes noble later, and I think it also undermines his kind of story arc and his kind of turn to the good side of you know, if you have a have a character that is already doing these noble acts and only only killing in self defense and only only doing these things because well you know I had you know I didn't want to do this but I had to then you know you kind of negate the character of being this swashbuckling pirate who's only in it for himself and only in it for the money and doesn't care about anything except for him his ship and maybe Chewie. 
you know. Yeah, it kind of, it you know, it kind of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of his neg- redemption. His, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, it really does. Now, I now you do have aspects of Han's character that you can look look at later on and think there was a layer of good underneath underneath that exterior. You know, the whole the whole thing of him rescuing Chewie. Um, yeah, but. But still, I mean, you know, and then I think that I've heard they changed it yet again, so that Han dodges. <laughs> like I don't know, have you seen that? I have not. I've they've not they've that. they've actually re-edited it, and they've put in like a little thing. It's so obvious. I'll have to send you the link for it if I can find it. But it's so obvious they have Han's head move like to the side. Um. So that looks like so that it shows him actually dodging Greedo's shot. So not only did they have Greedo shooting first, now they have Han dodging the shot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Now that that's that's hilarious, right? There. Yes, I definitely that, gonna have to see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I get it. You know, if Han shot first, then he's this real dark smuggler character and that's not which yes he was i mean he was you right. know up to that point he was and that's one thing i loved that solo did and solo had its issues um quite a, you know quite a few issues mm-hmm. but one thing it did was reestablish that idea that yes han could definitely could have could he have but he probably did shoot first when he shoots um i can't even think of the character the guy's name the Woody Harrelson character. Oh yeah, I can't think of his name either. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at the end of the movie, when he's giving that whole speech, and Han just pulls his blaster out and shoots him, it's like yeah. that established like that's the type of character, that's the type of person Han is. Han's not going to give you a chance to even rant, you know, even monologue. You know, if he knows that, you know, eventually when he gets done, you're going to, he's, that person's going to shoot you. He's going to shoot you first. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give you a chance to even touch, 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 touch the trigger of the blaster or even get close to it. He's just going to plot his and go bang. Right. Or pew. From one side of it, yeah, you know, it does look a little, you know, like he's, that gung-ho smuggler type but it also on the other hand this is a guy who's all about self-preservation we've Mm -hmm. seen it numerous times he he's out for himself oh yeah and 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 possibly chewy um but but he's not gonna sit there and let somebody have the upper hand on him that that's just that is han yeah boil everything away so for yep. him to shoot first, in my, my opinion, I think that's perfectly within character. Yeah, but it, nope. And we even he see that char- that and... that that self preservation, that wiliness, even existed even into the sequels. You know, when we see him in Force Awakens, that's still Han. Mm-hmm. That's still you know, lying and cheating and trying to connive his way out of a situation as best he can until he has to like, well, I guess I just got to shoot my way out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's, that's Han. You know, that is, that's exactly who he is. 
Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't even know why it was such a big deal if he shot first anyway. I mean, it, it really wouldn't have changed anything within the, you know, the book itself Mm -hmm. or the the movie itself. Yeah. And I just, I think they should have just left it alone because now if what you're telling me, like they've just, they're, they're making it worse. Yeah. They're just adding to, it's like, it's like they've dug the hole. Now they got to dig deeper. It's like, yeah. You know. Yeah, next thing you know, they're going to have it so Han's gun wasn't even drawn. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's like it's like they dug the hole and now they realize, wow, we're in this hole. We should fill this hole up and then they start filling it up with him still in the hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, poor Han. Uh, poor Han. He is. He's a very he's a, a very loved character because a lot of people like that anti-hero like mm-hmm. yeah he's he does some good but it's probably because he has some ulterior motive and mm-hmm. i think that's why people really like han yeah and i don't know i liked it better when he shot first because i was like yeah, yeah this guy means business yeah well you and you i think you have you have two characters with luke and leia that were so for the most part, straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And Han was always... I think people related more to Han. Because yeah. Han was the one that was like, yeah, that's what I would do. I mean... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, forget this, I'm getting out of here. Um, right. So I think Han was more, you know... I think there are two characters that we can look at in the Star Wars, especially in the original trilogy, and think, yeah, that's us. Um, it's Han and 3PO. Yeah. Because I think 3PO is the one that we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of things that 3PO did or wanted to do that we'd have been like, yeah, that would have been us. We would have been the ones, <laughs> you know, scurrying for cover and being like, nope, nope, I'm out. I'm... Bye. Yeah. I mean, within the movie itself, or the movies, all of them, when you you look at the classic tropes that are going on in the movie, it very much was the good versus the bad. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't meant to be all of this, you know, wishy-washy, like, oh, well, how do we know the Empire was bad? How do we know the Rebellion wasn't a terrorist group? Like, when Lucas was doing it, it was meant to be that traditional hero versus villain. Mm -hmm. And you had the bad guys who were very clearly the bad guys. You had the good guys who were very clearly good guys. And then there was Han. Well, uh, (laughs) yeah. Well. Just in the middle somewhere. You know, he is very, I mean, the whole whole trope, you said it right right there. It was very much the hero's journey. And he, um, with Luke. And he very much copied off of like Aetherian legend and knights and stuff like that. And as far as you know, you very clearly who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. Well, the bad Darth Vader literally wore black. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very clear. Like, okay, these are the bad guys. Your main, your 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 quote unquote main bad guy isn't all black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both of them. You look at Vader and the Emperor. They're both. 
wearing well, black, black cloaks and you know yeah. they're just clearly the bad guys yeah yeah but um, then everybody had to you know twist that all around and then you get those propagandists which are yes. listening right now i know yes <laughs> um but I mean, I mean, but again, I mean, that's what fandom do. That's what's great about fandoms of all kind is we can expand on it. We can add to it. We can come up with our own theories and just have fun with it. Exactly. You know, you know, it's, you know, Lucas created the sandbox and, you know, we're all just kind of to one extent or another playing in it. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You know, sometimes to play in it a little bit, you have to have, you know, permission from, you know, uh, mom and dad at Disney. Um, are you still there? Yep. Okay. It looked like you froze up there for a second. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on what you want to do, you have to have permission from mom and dad, Walt. Um, mm -hmm. But. You know, it's still, it's just kind of, you know, you can do whatever you, you know, you want in there and have fun with it. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is about just expressing your imagination and your freedom. Like, that's, that's really, and that's a good thing in the fandom because we get some really good stories out of it that make the EU that much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, were you able to find any other... Well, I, I, I thought of a couple, and one of them that I think was kind of a really, really big, uh, kind of everybody stopped and, and said, wait, wait a minute, what? And, and created a pretty huge divide was the, the very touchy topic of midichlorians. Ooh. Oh. That one sent people in every direction imaginable. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you listen to our episode on the prequels last week, um, you'll know we talked quite a bit about the um, midichlorians a little bit, but Again, I think that was Lucas's way of changing something that didn't need to be changed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he wanted to quantify the force. And I don't think the force is something that needs to be quantified. Yeah. I mean, you hear throughout the stories and the characters talking that, oh, let's say master yoda is so powerful with the force you know he's he's quite and then you've got somebody who like mace windu he's a little bit weaker with the force but he's a great lightsaber master so it's like by coming up with midichlorians and saying they have this amount it's kind of like playing a video game that the character has levels it's like, oh, this person's level is higher than that person's, and that's why they're better. 
And and I think that that was like you said, like I don't think that was needed at all. No, it, it takes away from the mystery of the force. Yeah. Yeah, it takes away from that mystical aspect of it. Yeah, or or why certain species or even a certain person in general, in the case of like Anakin, uh, I mean Anakin's whole bloodline, we know why they were you know powerful with the force, but you've got some races that are more in tune with it, and so they're they're naturally stronger mm -hmm. with it, and mm -hmm. they, that's just they they kind of took away from that a little yeah. bit by. Because now they just say, "Oh, it's because they have more medic. They're born with more medic more midichlorians." Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's kind of yeah. It, it better when they were more connected. Yeah, yeah. It's like the force was this thing that was all around you, and um, you know, certain people had the ability to connect with that. With that, you know, it made it like I said, you made it more mis more, more mystical. And last week, Joe actually said something that. Um, I never really thought of, which is that if you go back, you can listen to last week's show, you can hear him actually say this, that he feels the scene where they corrected that was in episode three, where he talked, where uh, Yoda talks about that the, uh, their connection to the Force has been shrouded. Mm -hmm. And he says the way they kind of said that, that was kind of him, like his aha moment, like, that's where they started to kind of correct the whole thing with the midichlorians by kind of using once again going to the mystical of you know we're our, our connection to, to it is shrouded we can't connect to it you know there's there's a shroud in the darkness over the emperor over the chancellor um but still i mean that point the damage has kind of already been done and right you know it's and I think that the new movies have kind of done, you know, for better or for worse, whatever you think of them, of kind of re reconnecting that mystical aspect of the Force. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's no mention of, of midichlorians mm -hmm. at all in the movies. Because um, I think that was one of those things that, you know, Lucas saw right away that that was kind of a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, they never brought it up. Yeah, I think I think they might have mentioned it a couple times in episode two, but in episode three, they don't mention it at all. Right. And then the same in the sequels. You know, it's never brought up again. Midi chlorines are never brought up again. Which is uh, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, kind of staying. Um, with episode one in the, in the midichlorians another kind of and this one was more controversial outside of the the realm of star wars um it had a lot of people upset but it's the character himself of jar jar binks yeah yeah i he's not my favorite but and this goes to a, a greater issue people that um is with some fans is inability to disconnect the character with the actor mm -hmm. and i think you saw that first start to really raise its head with the, with the uh the prequels you know um 
uh, Ahmed Bess, who played, who actually did the voice and played Jar Jar, uh, almost committed suicide. Yeah. Because of what happened. Um, I mean, Jake Lloyd, not only did he quit acting, you know, it's, if you know, if you've seen anything, you know, about what, what happened with him, he went into a really, really bad place. You know, drugs, he's, uh, was diagnosed schizophrenic. And yeah. a lot of that, you know, points directly to what happened with with his connection with Star Wars and how. And that's the one that really gets me is, and makes me the most upset is the way people treat treated Jake Lloyd because he was a kid. Yeah, he was just. He was yeah he was yeah he, was, at the time. yeah he was a little kid, and playing an iconic role. Yeah. You know, he's playing Anakin Skywalker, you know, and at that point, he's probably old enough that he'd probably, you know, recently been kind of maybe introduced to Star Wars. So he knew Darth Vader and he's told, like, you know, the character you're playing is going to become this guy eventually. So, you know, that had been so cool. But, you know, to be treated like that and to be, you know, bashed like that, even even Hayden Christensen for the longest time, kind of shied away from the Star Wars because people didn't, you know, didn't like the way he portrayed the character or um, the way, you know, he said, you know, did did the thing, you know, whatever. But... Yeah. I mean, you go and you look at any, any movie at all with a child actor, like take, uh, um, uh, let me see, full take Full Howl <laughs> with the Olsen twins. Uh, yeah, when they were playing Michelle, look at right. her how she acted. Look at the whole cast of Goonies. Like, mm -hmm. child, they're 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 hey. kids. Hey, hey now, you know, don't you be talking about the Goonies? Goonies never die. <laughs> and the movie itself is so great, but you know, you got to admit that the acting, it's kids acting. Yeah, and that's what made it so good. I mean, that's when I saw it. I was like, "Oh man, these are kids just like me." Look at them going on the adventures, and yeah, you know, it just to expect a kid to have the caliber of just that's that's too much. Yeah, I and agree. The, and there, there's definitely two sides of the Star Wars fan base, which is almost a controversy in and of itself. But you've got the fan base that takes it all in and talks about it and, and has rational conversations about it. And then you've got the toxic part. Yeah. Who are willing to drive people to becoming suicidal. They're willing to bully people on social media. And, you know, it's just... It's like we talked about in the very beginning. It's uncalled for. There's mm -hmm. no need for that. Like, mm -hmm. why, why, can't, why do you have to bash somebody to make yourself feel better? Yeah, that's just... And like I said, it's okay to not like a character. It's okay to not like a certain aspect or, you know, even a certain movie. But to start bashing either the people that... You know, personal. I don't like put this. Way, personal attacks are not needed mm -hmm. or warranted. You know, and it's just it's just stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, exactly. So. And then, 
one of the other ones, and this one kind of leads into a question that I've always kind of wanted to ask other people, because uh, especially people that are really into Star Wars, and who knows, maybe some of the uh, fans out there, the listeners, maybe you can send us an email or a comment or something to put your input in. So the next controversial topic that I had thought of is the Ewoks. Mm. Because it seems like you either love them or you hate them. But my question that I want to, to propose to everybody is before the Ewoks are introduced, they're talking about bringing down the shield generator. And mm -hmm. the line that is used is that it is found on the forest moon of Endor. Right. Now, my question is, when they say that line, the forest yeah. moon of Endor, right. do they mean that that particular moon that has a forest on it is called Endor, or that it is a forest? Actually, I have an answer for that. This is an official canon answer. Okay, I'm uh, clear. So, the forest, the forest moon of Endor is called Endor, moon of Endor, which circles the planet of Endor in the system of Endor. Aha! Okay. So it would be like, like, okay. like, okay. So, like, example, like in the first movie, they're on Yavin Four. They're in the fourth moon of the planet Yavin, which is also called Yavin. Gotcha. So okay, it's the same yeah, thing. The moon and the planet both have the same name. Um, gotcha. It's sometimes called a sanctuary moon, um, but it's also called Indoor or the forest moon of Indoor, and okay. which circles the planet of Indoor, which I believe, like Yavin, was a gas giant. I, don't quote me on that, though, because I know Yavin was a gas giant. I believe Indoor was, too. Oh, well, um, that makes sense. But at least, I know at least I don't think the actual planet of Endor was ha inhabited. Right. But the, four, but Indo the moon of Endor was. So, yeah, that's your answer to that question. Okay. Um, so but getting like, back to the Ewoks. It's like the Mario Brothers, how uh, yeah. Mario is, would actually be called Mario Mario. Mario Mario. <laughs> and Luigi Mario. Luigi Mario. Mario. <laughs> but yes, so Ewoks. Uh, I've heard some people say that the only reason they were created was for merchandising. Well, I think yes and no. The reason they were created was initially Lucas wanted the battle to take place on what would be Kashyyyk. Oh, with okay. Wookiees. That's, that was the initial idea. He wanted to have this Grand battle with Empire, and have the Empire fighting Wookies, which we again we did we saw that in episode three. Um, there's there's a lot of things that that weren't able to happen in the original movies that kind of got recast and redone in the prequels, and that was one of them. So he needed a stand-in, and the idea of the smaller. You know, he liked the he liked the idea of these of this primitive culture defeating this technologically advanced monster. 
in the empire. He liked that idea. He liked that concept. And uh, it didn't help that you made these, you know, these characters, these Ewoks that were look cute and cuddly and can sell tons of teddy bears. So it was one of those win-win <laughs> situations, you know, where he still got his, you know, primitive culture that defeats the evil technological behemoth. And he got a lot of merchandise. Yeah. Because they never actually call them Ewoks in the movie at all. No. And that's another thing that people don't, I think people don't look, realize is a lot of things that we look at now with like, oh yeah, but, you know, whether it be terms or names or characters or things like that, that we just take for granted, but are never named. Um I'm trying to think of others. I don't think it's until Empire that you first get the term X-Wing. Yeah. And it's just a passing line. It's when he's flying into Cloud City and um the 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 uh uh one of the uh the guys in Cloud City when this after the Empire's taken over is looking at it and said there's a ship coming in X-Wing class. And, you, <laughs> you know, I like the, the term tie interceptor or tie bomber is never used. Yeah. You know, those terms are never, there's different terms that are just never, but, but they got picked up later in the books or in the, uh, the other, you know, media within, within the Star Wars. And it just became like, oh yeah, of course that's, you know. Right. I don't even think uh, is Tatooine mentioned named in the original movies. You know, I don't. I I really don't. Know. I'd have to. If it is, it's not until Jedi. But I don't uh, think it uh, is. I think they mentioned uh, Jabba, Jabba's palace. I'll have to watch Jedi again and see if, if it's mentioned, but I know it's not mentioned in the original in the original movie. Yeah, I don't think the name of the planet is ever mentioned. Hmm. Um, That's a good point. I'm yeah. Check that out. One yeah. of the uh, things that I had read that kind of cracks me up about the Ewoks because you, you don't really think about it too much, but you know when you put all the puzzle pieces together. It, all signs point to yes kind of thing, but mm -hmm. when they, they first kind of uh, introduced them after Princess Leia meets up with them, uh, rather, so when they, they meet the rest of the uh, team, scouting party and stuff, yeah, they capture them, and they very clearly, they're going to eat them. Yeah! The, the Ewoks are going to eat the people. Like, they're, they're not just cute little teddy bears, they're going to eat them. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, through a series of events, they they get set free. But then at the end of the movie, they're like playing the drum set made out of stormtrooper helmets, and it's kind of like, well, wait a minute, did did they eat storm? I think they ate stormtroopers. They ate those. They ate those stormies. <laughs> they ate those stormies. Yep. Which makes you yeah. wonder because everyone was partying so much and eating. It's like, 
wait a minute, what were what were the rest of everyone else eating? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> uh, yeah, that that always cracked me up about Ewoks. I was like, oh man, they're not exactly the super cute, cuddly, cuddly teddy bears that we think they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, well, um, I think. Oh, go ahead. I was trying to think of you know any other ones that kind of stick out in my mind, and I, I can't really think of anything too like yeah. super controversial, other than other than. Uh, the un unfathomable demise of who was supposed to be this really universally t- feared bounty hunter. Oh, and, uh, Boba Fett. Boba uh, Fett the launching most, into the Sarlacc pit. The most overrated character in Star Wars history. Yeah. Um, at least my opinion. You can have yours. I know there's a lot of people who love Boba Fett, but for my mind. <sighs> But then again, I mean, we see this with other characters too in Star Wars, you know, not just in with Boba Fett, but um, I look at Captain Phasma um, mm-hmm. in the in the sequels where you have this character that has this really cool look and, you know, this really cool backstory and then they do nothing with them, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, you just kind of watch, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got cool. They got cool. More about them. They got cool <laughs> outfits, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like I've said before with with uh, um, with um, Boba, you know, he has about five total lines throughout all the movies, one of which is the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they make such a big deal. When he's there and, and Vader walks up to him and he points right at him and he says, and no, no disintegrations. And you're just like, well, wait, why did he say that? Yeah. And there's, there's no more. There's, yeah. there's nothing more to it. And you're yeah. just kind of like, well, why is this guy supposedly so awesome? Why is he the only bounty hunter that appears in Cloud City when standing there at that meeting there was what five bounty hunters at least five yeah not more so it's like what the heck <laughs> yeah and you know maybe the second season of mandalorian will kind of you know maybe we can get a little bit more of the backstory of of boba and what made Bo, you know boba fett so so feared and so so notorious among the you know the with within the bounty hunter society maybe we'll get a little more into that but but yeah but then it, but then like i said you know, you say it's because say the same thing about captain asthma you know it, you know she had the, the cool shiny armor you know she looked cool but then you know she gets locked you know in a garbage she gets thrown in a garbage chute <laughs> yeah. you know she does absolutely nothing throughout that you never really see her do anything you know each time she just kind of gets punked out yeah and then you don't see her at all in that could be so awesome yeah but then they don't really deaths ever yeah (laughs) cheesy cheesy exactly yes yes (laughs) um well i think we covered quite a bit of ground today i you know personally um 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we will start wrapping things up here, uh, here at War of the Stars. And uh, Ray, where can people find you? Yeah. So if you go to uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and you type in The Leo Effect, that's uh, another podcast that I do, and also my alter ego on the social medias, if you will. Um, and then on Tuesdays, if you check out on YouTube, there's a little thing called Shattered Dungeons. Um, in order to really kind of narrow it down, put in like, like um, Shattered Dungeons Arc, A-R-C, one, and then episode, uh, you know, one, or I think I came in at episode 30, uh, and I do some, you know, minor voice acting on there. It's a good time. We, we do that every Tuesday night, and we go live on Twitch TV, uh, Twitch TV oh. slash Shattered Tabletop Games. Um, and yeah, yeah, we go live, and you get to participate in the chat, and you're when you roll dice, it affects the game and everything. So you know, that's my, my plug for that. And of course, right here on, on the best Star Wars show that we got going. That's right. Of the, stars. the best Star Wars show that happens every time at this night, at this time, that's recorded in both uh, New York and in Illinois. <laughs> exactly. Can't get any more specific than that, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, as for, as for right here, you, of course, can email us at waroftheStars1 at gmail.com. We really would appreciate your letters and questions. We would love, as I said last week, we would love to do a mailbag, question, a mailbag show. Um, so, yeah, send us your questions. Anything you want to know, we'll, we're more than happy to answer it within reason. Um, <laughs> you know, you got, yeah, I know you weirdos out there. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> other ways you can get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. We are at War of the Stars. And we have a Facebook group, War of the Star, at War of the Stars. Just search War of the Stars on your Facebook search and you can find us there. Also, I'm going to, I was hoping Joe would be here for this, but um, we are going to be within the next probably month launching the War of the Stars YouTube channel. All the little shorter uh, mini episodes that I've been putting up, that I've put up in here in the past, those will now be on the YouTube channel. Also, maybe even some games. I've uh, got Steam, and there's some old Star Wars games that I've been kind of wanting to play and might play around with those and put some of those playthroughs on uh, up on YouTube. Um, there's a couple I've seen uh, quite a bit, some old... Uh, real-time strategy games like Star Wars Rebellion and Empire at War that I've been wanting to play for a while. So who knows? Uh, that's still in the works right now. That will be probably next month, maybe even June when that fully runs out. But I'm making the official announcement today. Uh, so look forward for that. And also you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash War of the Stars, or just click that tab there on the Anchor homepage that says support and give us, support us that way. As always, uh, we thank you all for listening. And once again, as I said, said last week, um, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, 
I know a lot of people out, you know, with everything going on, just, you know, just stay safe, man. Stay safe. And uh, special thanks to all those on the front lines out there, whether you're healthcare worker or in the um, fire, you know, firefighters, policemen who still have to work, all the, my fellow grocery store employees who still have to go out there every day and, um, you know, like that, stay safe again, and just thank you for your services. And as always, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>